Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Virgin and the Bees podcast. I'm your host, Zarina, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm so excited to have my friend Kareen here with us today. Hi, Kareen. Hello. If you've listened to a couple of these episodes before, you know that um, a lot of our guests were part of UCSB's Sex Info Online program, which is like a sex education organization within the sociology department at UC Santa Barbara. And Kareen was part of that. She was editor in chief at her time there. So she's very knowledgeable about uh, the academia of sex. And she also spent a year traveling around Asia, studying and teaching yoga. And this was, of course, all pre-pandemic. Now, throughout 2020 and here in 2021, Kareen has been teaching online yoga classes, which has been great for my sanity and my body. (laughs) So thank you for that. Um, And yeah, so we're going to be talking about bringing mindfulness to masturbation and self-love. And as, uh, you know, previous editor-in-chief for this educational sex program and, you know, being so knowledgeable and spending so much time in the yoga sphere of life. Um, And also, she's just a lovely person. So I'm very excited to have her today. Thank you again for joining us, Kareen. Thank you, Serena. Thank you so much. Yeah. Introduction. Of course. Is there anything else that you'd like to uh, say about yourself or your experience? Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to add also my, my pronouns are she, her as well. And yeah, the, the experience working with sex info was such an amazing opportunity. It was this, uh, academic website that focused on sex, health and relationships. So really ran the gamut of sex education. Um, and it was connected with, over a hundred, closer to 200 countries. And people would actually write in questions to us and we would get to answer them personally. Um, And so a lot of people would write in asking about masturbation and, and, you know, things that um, in other countries, especially are just not addressed in sex education. So and um, a lot of times in our country as well, you yeah. know, in America. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, so that was a really amazing opportunity. Um, and yeah, like you said, I traveled for a year and I uh, became a certified yoga teacher in the beginning of that year. And then teaching yoga and practicing meditation became uh, a bit of a compass for my travels that kind of guided me as I was, cause I didn't have much of a plan. So it <laughs> helped me figure out where I was going next and had some really awesome opportunities to teach yoga. in um, I think five different countries before I came back to America and yeah, like you said, now I've been teaching classes, which everyone's welcome to join. I think we're going to uh, touch on that a little bit more at the end. But if anyone's interested in joining, um, anyone can reach out to me on Instagram at unrefined underscore underscore co. So unrefined co with an underscore. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, if you're interested, I would highly suggest following her and reaching out. It's been a lovely thing to have in mm. these 
it's overstated, but very, very strange time. So, (laughs) all right. Well, thanks again for being here and thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I kind of thought about this topic and, and talking about it with you was that I found that when I would, um, I, when I'd come home from work back when I was like, you know, working my nine to five, commuting to work, you know, in that lifetime of 2019, Mm. um, whenever I'd come back from work, I'd kind of just do like five, 10 minutes of meditation and just kind of like calm down from the Mm -hmm. day. And I found that, you know, when I was alone and just kind of like giving myself the mental and the mental space and physical rest to like meditate and get in touch with my body. Um, I find that sometimes like I, I like get a little horny, I guess Mm -hmm. is, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, one thing that I do in like Savasana and meditation and all that is like focusing on different, um, focusing on energy in my body and different Mm. like body parts. So I'll start with like my head and feeling Mm. the energy there and like then in my face and then down my neck and then to, you know, and so I'll focus on different, um, just the energy in my body. And I find that, that oftentimes I would just feel energy, you know, down there without even trying. And so, and I was telling Karine this earlier, but oftentimes, and I know a lot of my female friends uh, relate to this because I've talked about it with them, but if I'm really busy and there's a lot going on in my life, like I can go like weeks, sometimes months without even thinking about sex or masturbating or anything, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, don't have time for that, you know, push it aside to a corner of my brain and just focus on other things. And so I think that was kind of my body's way of being like, hello, we feel connected. <laughs> please love us. <laughs> and, so, um, and so, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. And when I would like, you know, start from an area of, you know, feeling this energy and then like focusing on it and then kind of focusing on that as the source of the source and start of my masturbation rather than like porn or feeling like I had to do it or scratching an itch. Like I found that when um, I would, you know, involve myself in self-pleasuring in that way and focusing on those sensations in my body and being mindful, I found my orgasms to be a lot more powerful, a lot more pleasurable and like almost like more wholesome in a way, as weird as that sounds, like kind of more spiritual. Like it really felt like being more in touch with my body and like Mm. loving my body in a way. And so I just thought that was super interesting because I've been, you know, making myself orgasm for like a a while now, like, you know, (laughs) and and masturbating whatnot since I was like a teenager. And I just found that to be different and interesting. And so I thought it would be cool to talk about mindfulness because in general, mindfulness as a just topic is becoming a lot more widely discussed and like how it helps in just day-to-day living and mental health. And so I thought, why not talk about incorporating it, incorporating it into your sex life with yourself. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. I think that, that, um, that story of how, when you would 
take that moment and take that pause to really feel into your body, you would then become more aware of of what it needed, which sometimes is masturbation, right? (laughs) Or is some kind of self-touch, even if it's non-sexual self-touch, like that can be another thing that your body is asking for. Um, But we're, we're sexual creatures. So taking that, that moment to give the body space to kind of like communicate to you what it needs and to really listen Mm -hmm. in my understanding that's what mindfulness is is all about really it's about um being present you know and coming into the present moment this word mindfulness is used a lot these days I think and so is like being present and for a long time before I started really studying yoga I would just feel like, well, but what does that mean? Like, how do I be present? What do you want from me? And a huge part of being present is focusing on these parts of ourselves that are like currently existing. Um, Because the mind loves to go back and forth into the past, into the future, into the plans and fantasies, the memories and the worries and all of these things. But some things that are always existing in the present are your body, Mm -hmm. you know, and your breath and the sensations that you feel in your body. So when you take that pause, you take that beat to meditate or just like focus on your body, you become so much more present. And I think when you're present, you're able to more then discover like, oh, my body wants to be touched now, you know, (laughs) like, I, oh, wait, I haven't masturbated in a long time. Or even just, just, oh, I'm feeling really connected to myself, regardless of how long it's been that you, um, since you've masturbated, like you just can feel that connection and that presence within your own body. Mm -hmm. And it, it reminds me, your story reminds me of uh, an experience I had. So the type of meditation that I've practiced the most is called Vipassana. And it's, um, you know, much oversimplified. It's a (laughs) type of meditation that works um, with observing the sensations in your body. And the way that you learn and first practice this meditation is in a 10-day silent meditation retreat. So you're just sitting there for like 10 hours a day, observing the sensations in your body, sitting, observing, sitting, observing. Um, And it's really powerful and really a wonderful thing, but it can be so hard. It sounds intense. (laughs) Yeah. But what you said of uh, at some points you're you're performing with your mind um, body scans to some degree, like observing your body from top to bottom, bottom to top. So what you're sounding, what you were just sort of naturally stumbling upon, it sounds like is a form of body scan focusing on like your head, your chest, your hips, you know, going down and up or whatever direction. And in doing that, I think it was maybe the fifth or sixth day. And so it had been so very many hours of sitting there and sometimes like it's hard to even get your mind to focus you know it's every moment every every uh hour of it is very different 
But in this particular hour, this particular day, I was just like really feeling the sensations in my body. And I was just like, oh man, I'm so aroused <laughs> sitting here. <laughs> like, I'm a, uh, wow, like, <laughs> uh, this is a very strong feeling and sensation going through me to, and for a while I was just like, okay, just, you know, you're, you're trying to keep your mind balanced throughout this. And so I was just like, all right, like, you know, stay equanimous, <laughs> like, yeah, stay balanced. It's all good. But I got to a point where I was just like, uh, I, and this is not what you are meant to do in your Vipassana, but I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to sort of abandon my meditation for like this next half hour and like fantasize. <laughs> um, and, and then I, uh, yeah, I got to a point, you're not really meant to be engaging in masturbation during the Vipassana retreat. Um, but, <laughs> but I did, uh, basically. <laughs> uh after after this session and just just you know uh a, a short amount of time in my own personal room of just like spending some time with myself but it was just something that i i have experienced very similar situations as you of like being super busy sometimes i'll go uh you know a longer period of time without feeling like I either have time to masturbate or just not prioritizing that. And then having this experience of just observing my body so intently for mm -hmm. so long, and it doesn't have to be, you know, 10 days, but, but <laughs> having that experience, it just also made me realize like, oh, this turning inward, this feeling, the body, the breath, the things that are really happening can really like bring you into yourself and really help you tune back into what the body needs, tune back into feeling your sexuality and like mm -hmm. feeling connected to yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I love that phrase, like feeling connected to yourself, because that's kind of a big part of, as you said, mindfulness and yoga and masturbation and all of those things. So I think that's, um, yeah, I, I just, I love that phrasing. So yeah. And thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> that's yeah. Sometimes it's, it's interesting how, you know, it just became so intense, even though you hadn't like been thinking about that per se or like doing anything like it's not like you like had sex the day before and your body was like you know aroused in that way but it's just kind of like and it can be very intense and you're like wow where is this coming from like it's just it's um it's I don't know it's as you said like it's this powerful thing and it just kind of like can overtake you and you're like oh okay like listening to my body except if you're in a yoga retreat it's kind of hard to do that but right <laughs> not well, impossible it was almost the opposite where like, yeah, I hadn't had sex the day before. I hadn't had sex in like seven months because <laughs> I was traveling. Um, yeah. And I was it, kind of like you said, I was, I was traveling. I had at that point been to like about seven countries. I was going all the time. I was doing this retreat in Malaysia and just like <laughs> kind of random. Yeah, I think I was like eight months into travel and hadn't had any sexual experience uh with another person hadn't had much opportunity to masturbate because I was usually in hostels which have like several I was in shared rooms with strangers 
And so I was just kind of, I think when I finally took that pause, it all sort of built up and I was like, oh man, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like your body reminding you like, hello, yeah. we're here. You haven't been <laughs> doing this. So yeah. we're here to remind you. Like, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think that kind of just goes to show how you know, masturbation can be, oftentimes I feel like it's, you know, talked about as this thing that's dirty or, you know, like kind of like shame, shame, no, no, or just kind of like, um, even, even if it's not to that degree, it's just something that's kind of, I don't know, like lazy or not like a productive or Mm. great thing to do, you know? Um, and I feel like sometimes there's shame or guilt or just like, negative uh, emotions attached to it and um I feel like with this you know masturbation can be a way to like tune into your body and like the whole idea of um listening to your body is you know such a guiding principle of of yoga as as you've said and Mm -hmm. it can be a way to get to know your body and get to know like what you like what you don't like what your fantasies are um and also just like how certain areas of your body react. Like some people are more sensitive in some areas versus others, or they react to different types of touch differently. And so it's a great way to just like get to know yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you make a great point about uh, there can be a lot of shame and guilt involved in masturbation. And that is... um, that it can be like a really deeply ingrained teaching or or sort of societal construct that that people take in you know it's it's nobody's fault by any means if if they feel that way mm-hmm. um and i think it can also be something that you can you can kind of look at and become aware of and see and consider like why you feel that way and if maybe uh, engaging in masturbation in a different way can maybe help you release some of those feelings. And this, you know, this is a big topic in itself, like the, the shame that can be associated with masturbation. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone has, um, their own journey of figuring that out. But I know for me, mindfulness has, has definitely been able, like, has opened a new realm of pleasure and and self love. Um, mm-hmm. In in that, like, it doesn't have to. You use the term before, like, scratching an itch of just sort of feeling like, oh, I'm really honing, gotta masturbate, you know, and like it, and that's okay if that's happened. That happens. That that can be beautiful as well. Um, but if if that doesn't feel great to you if like scratching that itch or having that urge doing whatever you do and then not feeling great about it after is something that's happening bringing in mindfulness and like you say even feeling these like different parts of your body can open up a whole new experience potentially of like being of not having it just as like this dirty masturbation thing instead really starting to consider this idea that like it is a form of love and it's a form of love that you can give to yourself and that you can 
entirely like give and receive within your own body and your own experience, which is really unique, you know, compared to partnered sex, which I think is wonderful also, but it's a different experience. And it it makes me think of, um, so mindfulness, the word is, it's a pretty new age word. And often it's associated or translated from this word sati. Um, And sati is, it's actually a, a Pali word. And Pali is the language that was um, commonly spoken when yoga is usually taught in Sanskrit. Sanskrit is more of the academic um, written language often. And then Pali was more of like the spoken common language. So there's this- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's, Pali is actually the language that, this is getting a little deeper, but (laughs) Pali Pali is the language that, the Buddha or Gotama, the Buddha, the the person who people usually refer to when they say the Buddha, because like the Buddha was a dude, he was a human, you know. Um, but he taught in Pali be, rather than Sanskrit because he was really focused on like I want people, like common people, to be able to learn this. So it's a, I think it's a really beautiful language um, and has a beautiful history. Anyway, this this Pali word sati is often translated to us as mindfulness these days. However, a little closer translation tends to be remembering or to remember. And so when I think about mindfulness, I think about like, what am I remembering in that time? You know, am I in in a yoga practice, it might be like, am I remembering to be present? Am I remembering to engage my core, you know? There's lots of things you can remember in a moment, but in masturbation, something I try to ask myself is like, am I remembering that like, I'm getting to have this experience with myself? Like, am I remembering to feel my body, to feel these sensations as it's happening? Again, it doesn't just have to be touching your genitals. Like it doesn't just have to be rubbing your clitoris, stroking your penis, like whatever, whatever you may be doing, it can also be like touching your neck, touching your legs, touching your nipples, like all of these different things. And just being, uh, I think another enormous part of mindfulness and, and something that's sort of like remembering, if you think about a memory and you think about being present, something that that is the common thread is awareness and staying aware. So that's sort of, to me, what like mindfulness and mindful masturbation is all about, like being aware of the experience. Definitely. Yeah. And that's such a, it's such a cool like word and tie in. Um, And one thing that I think is super interesting with um, the word remember is oftentimes when we think of remember, we think of the the past, as you said, um, it usually is thinking about something that happened in the past, which is contrary to what we've been taught mindfulness means being mm. aware in the present. But as you so beautifully put, put it, and also with those, I love those examples that you gave of like, am I remembering to be present in my body? Am I remembering mm-hmm. to be aware of these sensations? Is that it's not necessarily going back to the past. It's remembering to like, like it's almost amplifying your um your present experience by remembering to 
focus on those things, whatever, um, whatever that may be. And, and I love that common thread that you said of, of awareness and it's kind of almost, um, I don't want to say a different definition of remember because it's kind of core to what remember means, but it's different to what my general perceived like thoughts of the word are, you know, it's kind of taking a different look at the word and how it's used. So I, I love that kind of that tie in and that thread of, of awareness, as you said. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The, you, you said a phrase that I thought was so beautiful of in remembering you're amplifying the present moment. And that is a beautiful way to put it. Exactly. Like you're, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, I think that's really great. Like you can be even more present by remembering to be here. You can have even better orgasms. You could have even more uh, pleasure and and connection. And, and, you know, thinking about connection also like yoga in itself, this word is often translated as union. And there's a lot of different union and uniting that you can find through yoga practice. And I think one of the, the unions that you find is between your body and your mind and like in masturbation, what a wonderful space that you can explore that, you know? Yeah. I love that idea of the union of the mind and body. And I didn't know that yoga kind of translates to union, but it makes sense kind of a, you know, bringing together all of these different aspects of the self into one. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. And masturbation is a great kind of place to do that of, you know, experiencing bodily sensations and also fantasizing or maybe even not fantasizing, but having your brain kind of focus on those things in touch with your body. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally. uh, yeah. 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 And I think it can unify even, you know, one step further, like mind, body and spirit. And, yeah. and the spirit, you know, that's another whole conversation in itself, <laughs> but like, I kind of understand it as this unwavering aspect of yourself. That's a little bit deeper than identity. And, you know, when you have like a really great orgasm, it's almost like you forget who you are for a second or you, you yeah. can, you might. And like the French call that they translate orgasm, their word for it is the little death. The petite more. And like it's this little death, this little death of the ego, a little death of your identity that then you get to just like shine through your spirit. Oh um, I, I think, you know, I, in in my experience and understanding. So I think that that's another way that it unifies, it just like connects you a little, a little bit deeper. And even if you're not orgasming, that's another mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to touch on. Like especially when you're taking a mindful approach to masturbation, it's really important that you don't necessarily have a goal. Yeah. And often orgasm is seen as, as a, the end goal or the end point um, in masturbation and partnered sex and lots of things. Mm-hmm. And reframing that mindset and being able to, consider that perhaps you do not have to have an orgasm. You can be really fully present 
for the experience and enjoy it regardless of orgasm, I think can also bring your, your experiences like to another level mm-hmm. and like take a little, a little pressure off of the experience or, you know, often men and women or people with penises and vaginas, you know, identity doesn't, it doesn't require one set of genitals or another, but like often people with uh, vaginas like have a harder time orgasming. That's, that tends to be a more common sexual like challenge. Whereas mm-hmm. people with penises might have uh, too easy of a time orgasming. They, you know, they, they might orgasm sooner than they want to. And I think either way, not having the, the end goal of like, I have to orgasm or I can't orgasm, you know, like allowing the experience to be what it is, is a a great way that mindfulness can, can um, help like shape the experience and you can be present for it regardless of what's happening. Yeah, definitely. And that made me think of um, at least people who have a harder time coming to orgasm oftentimes you said taking the pressure off like ironically a lot of times when you take the pressure off and you're not thinking like oh like orgasm orgasm need to orgasm and you're just letting yourself be present and feel those feelings mm-hmm. it's easier to orgasm or reach that state even though obviously that's not you like the reason why you should be like, I'm not going to focus on orgasm. So that way I orgasm because that's kind of like weird. It's cyclical thinking. That's, it's not weird. It's very easy to think that. Um, But it's just kind of like an ironic way that that helps. Um, And either way, whether you orgasm or not, it's probably going to make the experience more pleasurable either way. So. Right. Yeah. That, that is so true. And I think it's even true the other direction of people who orgasm sooner than they want, they might be sitting there thinking like, don't orgasm, don't orgasm, don't orgasm. And then that can add all of this pressure that then like they might orgasm more quickly. And there's this, um, if, if y'all aren't picking up on it by now, I like to read and, and I like, um, <laughs> language <laughs> and such. <laughs> Uh, and and there's this book called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankl, phenomenal book. And he talks about that that concept of um, when you don't want something to happen, it's likely that it's going to happen. And he gives this <laughs> yeah. example of like if you are not wanting to orgasm, just totally go the opposite direction and think like. I'm going to orgasm so fast this time. Like it's going to just be immediate and like bring a sense of humor into it. And it might help you a not necessarily uh, do that behavior, whatever it is that you're trying to avoid, such as like orgasming really quickly and be just like by keeping some lightness and some humor, you can enjoy it more, you know? And that's, mm-hmm ultimately what so much of mindfulness and all of this like really hard work of yoga and meditation can be all like to me is really all about it's about getting a little more joy in your life you know reducing suffering a little bit really being able to be in your experiences 
yeah. such as your masturbatories experiences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that reminder and that perspective. Um, one thing, this isn't necessarily tied to, you know, masturbation or anything, but one thing that I found is that especially in, in quarantine and just in general, it can almost feel like self-care becomes another to-do list item. And if you hmm. like with, you know, as you're saying like yoga and meditation and all these serious things, like it's almost like if, you know, you take things too like seriously, not by means of taking it too seriously by like dedicating yourself to it. That's not what I mean, but like approaching it very like with this very serious kind of mindset. And for me, like, it's kind of like, oh, I have to do this because I have to, you know, get better mental health. But if then in the process, right. it's like that mindset is not helping, then like, what's the point, you know? And so not what's the point, it, it still is helpful, but it's just kind of that reminder of like, why are you doing this? You know, it's like, right. if it's to bring joy and better mental health and better experience of life, then why not like, experience every every step of it and like actually approach it that way Hmm. absolutely the self-care to-do list is too real (laughs) that is that is a great way to put it and yeah I think that masturbation can show up on that self-care to-do list Mm -hmm. of like okay gonna take a bubble bath and do a face mask and then masturbate and it's going to be fantastic and I'm going to have a great orgasm. And like, sometimes you, you know, you can plan for that and maybe you're you're not quite feeling it. Maybe you're not Mm -hmm. quite in the mood. And I think that a huge part of mindfulness, like we've touched on is tuning into what your body really needs And sometimes that means, sometimes that might mean not masturbating, you know, if you aren't feeling like that's what's going to be most nourishing to you. And also maybe you plan to have this masturbation session and then the time comes and you're not super feeling it. And then you just like can have a more relaxed experience with it. You can touch yourself without the intention of like, I'm going to masturbate, you know, you can touch your arms, like you can touch other parts of your body and maybe it'll turn you on a bit and then you'll want to masturbate and like, maybe not. And that's a huge part of yoga as well. And, and these different traditions and practices is like, there generally isn't a right or wrong. It's really all about your being like a scientist of your own experience, being running experiments on yourself of like what works for me and what doesn't. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love that idea of learning what works for you and what doesn't and, um, you know, using masturbation as um, one way to get to know yourself better in terms of like a sexual space And I also like what you said about like, there's no right way or wrong way, unless you're like hurting someone else or yourself, then that goes into a different category. But for the most part, you know, there's no right or wrong way. And so I think that might be, um, this might be a good segue into talking about the different ways that masturbation can show up in your life, the different roles it can play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we've touched on some roles in that it can be just a way to explore and it can be a really safe place to 
get to know yourself and to practice what feels good and to, and to learn. I do want to note that, you know, unfortunately it, it may not be a safe place for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, especially people who maybe are living with abusive partners or even like if they have their own difficulties that they're, they're working through that makes masturbation not feel like a safe place, you know, that I think it's really important to, to acknowledge that they might be on like a very unique or a a different journey than what we're talking about. And I, what we're talking about is more people who are, who have like a safe private space where they are able to masturbate and they're, they have a mindset of, of wanting to explore that. Yeah, definitely. So with all that said, um, a personal story. Um, <laughs> I I became sexually active with partners uh, quite young, relatively young. And I, for, for most of my life, I've had sexual partners to, to some degree. And so for when I was younger, I didn't feel tons of need to masturbate much because I was kind of having that uh, urge satisfied with partners. And when I would masturbate initially, I was kind of like, this is a lot of work. Like <laughs> normally we share this responsibility a little bit. Um, <laughs> but as I, as I got older and, you know, even still had sexual partners or, or have now I have a wonderful partner. Um, but I started like exploring masturbation more as like a a different thing than partnered sex, you know, as a, a personal experience. And for a long time, I was actually able to have orgasms with partners, but I wasn't able to bring myself to orgasm. It was just something that I hadn't really experienced. And as I became more comfortable and more, I think, present <laughs> of, of, what my own body needed when I was just with myself and masturbating more, just totally independent of whatever partner I, I had or didn't have. Um, I found that it, you know, it not only did all these things we've talked about of like allowed me to have more self-love and feel more connected, but it also ended up bringing, I think more connection to partnered sex that I have. Mm-hmm. And so I think that can uh, a great role that masturbation can play um, or another role that it can play in addition to just like total self connection is having you uh, allowing for more understanding of your own body that will show up in partnered sex. And like for people who have difficulty orgasming, especially women or people with vaginas, uh, it, that is a, it's a great place on your own in masturbation to experiment and see what works for you. And, and, you know, then you can bring that in with a partner and be like, Hey, can you try this? (laughs) I tried this. It seemed to work. And of course, communicating in sex can, um, is a journey in itself. You know, that's a, that's probably another (laughs) podcast episode. (laughs) Um, but 
yeah, I think that it can, it can allow you to figure out what your body might need to orgasm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, people who orgasm more quickly than they would like, especially someone with a penis, there are techniques you can do in your masturbation time and time with yourself to try and lengthen that time. Um, and so like sex info online actually has a, a bunch of great articles on this. We would, when we would answer questions to people, this is something that would come up a lot. Like I'm orgasming quicker than I want. <laughs> what do I do? And then we send them these articles, but like there's something called the squeeze tease technique. And uh, I think one stop might be called and start. The, is yeah. The one? stop and start. Exactly. Yeah. And and there, um, there's a lot more information people can read about those, but there, that that can be another role that masturbation can hold for you is like helping you get to the place that you want to be in your partnered sex. Again, not that there is like a goal or somewhere you have to be, but like it is okay to to want to have a better understanding of like what your body is able to do and like a bit more control to either be able to orgasm or delay your orgasm. Like it's totally understandable and great for people to want to like work towards those changes. And so masturbation can play a huge role in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally agree. (laughs) And um, you brought up kind of how it can help in partnered sex, which is something that we're actually going to talk about even in more depth in our next episode. Mm. When Karina and I got together to talk about this topic, we realized that, you know, there was just so much that we wanted to cover and our little mini discussion, which isn't even going into detail was like an hour plus. (laughs) So we decided to split this topic up into two sections. So next episode, we'll be talking more about this idea of bringing masturbation, mindful masturbation into your partnered sex life. We're also going to be talking about porn and kind of these more external influences that you can bring into your masturbation practices and just the role that it plays. um, Because I think it it already is part of many people's um, masturbation practices. So how to make that a a healthy relationship rather than an unhealthy one. Mm. And also talking about virtual intimacy as Mm. that is something that is um, on the rise. And I think important to talk about in these uh, times of being in a pandemic and social distancing and isolation. um, And also making sure that you, you know, do so in, in a safe way. But yeah, so that's that's some some things to look out for. But yeah, mm-hmm. masturbation can have so many different roles. And I love this idea of, you know, it's it can just completely be just for the experience and just pleasure. Um, but it also can be, you know, as you said, not necessarily goal oriented, but it can help you in these other aspects of your sex life. Um, yeah. yeah. And that actually makes me think of, um, there's this community, I guess, that I've heard of, um, or maybe not community, but this uh, idea of nofap, which is the idea of abstaining from masturbation in order to like have more like 
power and presence in other aspects of your life. So I thought that was really interesting. From and I I don't know that much about this movement and community because I'm not really involved in it, but I've just seen like seen and heard a couple things. Maybe not seen, that sounds weird, but I've I've heard, you know, I've like seen a few videos, you know, in in doing research about this topic. And um, it seems like it mostly comes from um, people with penises who do like come to orgasm more quickly or um, also people who masturbate a lot. And it's become this thing that it feels like it masturbation is controlling them rather than having mm-hmm. control over their masturbation practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought that was really interesting as abstaining from masturbation for them was a pretty effective way of gaining some control in like many aspects of their life and like even in their partnered sex life and also just like having more energy and all of these other things. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting because from my perspective and with a lot of my friends, it's more of the opposite of a lot of people with vaginas kind of not mass, not getting in touch with that sexual, sensual side of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I thought that was really interesting, these two different approaches. But maybe there's this connected tie-in of like on one side of not masturbating enough and not really getting in touch with yourself and then this other side of masturbating too much, but it's almost like this mechanical thing rather than mm. this thing that has presence. But right. – yeah, I just wanted to hear your your thoughts on that and the no fap movement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not incredibly educated on that topic, but what I have heard about that or or what I um have learned about that is that like for some people, I think especially like males, it can be draining to orgasm a lot mm-hmm. um because it, it's you're releasing fluids like it has a change on your energy and some people might want to abstain from orgasm orgasming or having or masturbating for that reason and I, I think another and what it sounds like maybe more uh the reasoning behind that could be is like you said people have gotten to a point where masturbation isn't necessarily like a healthy thing in their life or it's something that they felt was perhaps like controlling them rather than than them having control over that mm-hmm. um and it makes me think in sex info online we would define sexual addiction mm-hmm. as when sex has become unmanageable in your life or it has drawbacks and negative effects on your life. And so some people love sex and have a lot of sex and like that can be wonderful. And I think some people who who have a lot of who have a lot of sex drive and have um sex plays a big role in their life, whether it's masturbation, partnered sex, whatever it is, mm-hmm sometimes they can feel like, oh no, am I addicted to sex because I'm doing it a lot or thinking about it a lot. And the way that we would differentiate 
when I was working with sex info was like, if you're thinking about a lot, doing a lot and having a great time (laughs) and all is well, and you don't think it's causing negative effects on your life, you're more or less chilling. Like it's all good, you know? Um, but if you're doing it a lot, thinking about it a lot, and it's like, you know, it's hard to go to work because it's so consuming. It's hard to keep relationships because it is such a, a consuming part of your life. Then that might be a point where you can start to address that you know, and, and be aware of it. And I think that that's goes along really well with mindfulness and, Mm -hmm. and having an awareness of like what role masturbation is playing in your life. And if that role is working for you, or if it's something you need to change. So I think it's really awesome that this community or this movement of, uh, I think you called it no fap, um, is it, is it sounds like it's a lot of people who found their relationship with masturbation to be unmanageable and like were able to cultivate that awareness and then make a change. And that's, that's beautiful. That's kind of right in line with the mindful ideas. Definitely. Definitely. Um, And then also that just got me thinking just because, you know, we've been talking a lot about, mindfulness and and making sure that you're maybe not making sure, but, but bringing mindfulness into your masturbation practice. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't always have to be the case. Like I, I talked about it being kind of more mechanical or scratching an itch, like just a disclaimer that that isn't a quote unquote bad way to masturbate. Like that's still fine. We're not shaming that in any way. Um, Mm -hmm. We just wanted to shed some light on this um, kind of idea of bringing more mindfulness into your practice, but we also don't want to like put shame on not necessarily doing that and and doing it every time might be kind of exhausting or, you know, sometimes you just might not want to, and that's totally fine. Um, As you said, I think it's just taking a look at what role it plays in your life and and whether Mm -hmm. or not that's a healthy or positive one. Totally, totally. And to um, bring in a little more Sanskrit, (laughs) my favorite part, (laughs) yoga language, right? There's this word in Sanskrit called vasanas. And vasanas is usually translated to habits, patterns, and tendencies. And uh, a big part of mindfulness and yoga practice and all of these things is just beginning to become aware of your habits, your patterns, and and your tendencies. And it doesn't even necessarily mean you like have to change them, but just bringing that awareness and noticing where your mind is, you know? So if you notice like, oh, I don't really want to like, and also mindfully masturbating doesn't have to look any particular way, you know? And so maybe you think, oh, I don't want to like take it slow. The person on the podcast said I should touch my arms. What the hell is that? I don't want to touch my arms, you know? Like, I'm just trying to to give my hand down there. Like, there's no problem with that. Like, that can be a mindful experience in itself. Even if you're somewhat distracted, like that, there's nothing wrong with that either. 
And it's more just bringing some awareness into what your habits might be. You know, if you always touch yourself the same way, or if you always like touch your left nipple first, you know, and then you can just start to notice that. And then maybe at some point you want to try touching your right nipple first <laughs> and, and you can, wow, switching it up, <laughs> switching it up, getting wild. <laughs> uh, but you can introduce some consideration of, um, changing the habits, the patterns, the tendencies, if you want. But like the first step is just starting to notice that. So even if you, so you're absolutely right that like, there should be no shame in any way that anyone's masturbating. Like you say, as long as, as long as they're not hurting anyone else. And also like, if there is shame, what we try to avoid in yoga is this like, cycle of then like feeling shame for feeling shame and being like oh I shouldn't feel shameful and now I'm feeling extra shameful because I was feeling shameful one thing that I I say a lot in my yoga classes is have compassion for not having compassion you know even if you're feeling shame like try if if you're able to you can kind of look at that and observe it and see that pattern happening and then like go from there maybe you can release that idea maybe you just feel it and you let yourself feel that for a, a little while but yeah I completely agree that like this this mindful masturbation doesn't have to look any particular way it doesn't have to be like this entirely new thing that changes every single time you masturbate like it it's just an idea that one could perhaps start to incorporate into their life. Definitely. Yeah. And as you said, it doesn't have to look a certain way. I was thinking like, you know, like candles everywhere and, you know, right. like incense burning and Savasana music playing in the background or something like right. you can do that if you want. That yeah. actually might be kind of fun to play with, but that's not it's not like you, this is the only good way to masturbate. Like, no. <laughs> totally. You can do that. And then you can also have three minutes in the bathroom after you get out of the shower. And like, both can be mindful, beautiful experiences. Definitely. Yeah. And speaking of um, these kind of habits that we cultivate and like the way that we might touch ourselves, like, as you said, like left nipple first versus right nipple <laughs> something like that. Um, we were thinking that we could also touch on, I keep saying that pun intended, um, we can touch on some practical tips for people in terms, maybe these are things that you've already do or something that you haven't done, but you could try to incorporate or you could just ignore these. It's totally fine. But we just thought it would be fun to dive into some practical tips after kind of talking about the, you know, mindful, wishy-washy, not wishy-washy, but all this like kind of, you know, more thought level stuff and actually right. bring into some like hard practical tips once again. Totally. Ended, I guess, um, but <laughs> <laughs> hard tips. This is when you start thinking that way, just every word, you know, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just kind of, Anyway, so yeah, what uh, what are some tips you have, Corrine, for uh, best mass not best masturbation practices, but maybe 
some some things to consider. Totally. So one thing that uh, is probably quite a bit more relevant to people with vulvas, but could be, could perhaps be incorporated regardless of gen- genitals. But one thing that we would recommend a lot to people when I was working on the sex education website was looking at yourself, looking at your genitals with a mirror. So taking like a handheld mirror and especially uh, if you have a vagina, a flashlight as well, you know, you could use your phone light, whatever. And then getting your your uh, gaze down there in a way that like you aren't really able to do when you just look down, especially, you know, the vagina can be a little bit mysterious. Like you can't really see yeah. into it as it is. And even if you have uh, like a wall mirror in front of you and you try to check it out, like it's dark, it's kind of difficult to see. And so, yeah, taking a... Uh, maybe at like the beginning of a masturbation session, taking a mirror and a flashlight and just starting to look like moving your folds around, looking at your clitoris. If you have a penis, maybe looking at like the underside of your balls, maybe, you know, looking at anything you aren't able to see. And that can help you not only like learn and get a better idea of what you have going on there, but it can be a great way to, I think so many people have uh, insecurities with their body and the way that it looks. And, you know, bringing a mirror out one time likely won't solve all of those insecurities. However, it can be a step into getting, uh, uh, just like allowing your body to be as it is yeah. by just looking at it. And, and perhaps cultivating some mindset, some ideas of just like, oh, this is my body. And like, I'll, I accept it as it is, you know? So yeah, the mirror is one thing. And it can also, uh, if you do it more and more, you know, it might actually help turn you on. Like as you're checking yourself out, you can also start really touching yourself in, in that experience, in that time. And, and you can actually see what it looks like to touch yourself. So yeah, the mirror is uh, one thing. <laughs> one yeah. I love that idea of kind of like self-talk or affirmations, like mm. accept my body as it is, you know, and kind of looking mm. at it because it might be kind of uncomfortable, especially at first, if yeah. you aren't super comfortable with um, your body down there. And I think that, mm is, you know, and as you said, it's a step and love this idea of like, I accept my body as it is, which is great. Not even in terms of, you know, looking at your genitals and and talking about it that way, but also in any aspect of your body and how it functions and how it looks. So yeah, I just love that, that idea. It's kind of like tying in masturbation and self-love into Mm -hmm. one, which is kind of, I guess, also a, a theme of, of this episode. Um, totally. But yeah, so I love that. Another tip, I guess, and this is also kind of more geared towards people with vulvas, but using, like if you have a detachable shower head, um, mm-hmm. oftentimes 
playing with that with the water pressure on like your clitoris or different areas of your vulva can Mm -hmm. be stimulating in a nice way and that's Ah. like a a less intense like you're not I don't know I feel like that's like a a very like (laughs) if we're talking about it in terms of levels like a nice beginner level Mm. way to like experiment with masturbation or at least just like the feeling of like experiencing the feeling of it rather than like oh I have to do this blah 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 but like experiencing sensations without actually having like touching yourself per se you're like letting the shower head kind of you know just the water pressure do its thing but yeah Yeah. that's just another kind of thing tip totally Yeah. (laughs) yeah absolutely and that was even if you're accustomed to masturbating, uh, that can be really helpful for people who have difficulty orgasming to have that like additional sensation um, or that change in sensation. So absolutely, that's a great idea. Another, uh, Another thing one could bring into their masturbation practice is lubrication. So like, you could use a water-based lubricant and this is for whatever genitals you have. Incorporating that can be a really nice, nice way to change up just the like skin on skin feeling. Mm -hmm. And you also could even use coconut oil. Coconut oil is like a great masturbation lubrication. It's antimicrobial, antifungal. It is like very hydrating. Uh, The thing about that is you don't want to use that if you are uh, having sex with a partner and using a condom because the oil will dissolve the condom and cause it to break. So that's more of a a solo lubrication, the coconut oil. And also just like starting to experiment with touching yourself in, in different ways. And so we talked about, you know, kind of a little bit of a, a uh, funny example, but like starting with the right nipple instead of the left nipple, yeah. but like starting to notice if, you know, let's say you have a clitoris and you're always like stroking yourself up and down, like you can start to see what it feels like to move at a diagonal, you know, or like touch the areas around your clitoris or your uh, like that space kind of between the outer labia and the inner labia, like your, your vaginal lips, like playing around with that if you have a penis like and you're always moving quickly maybe you slow it down or if you're always going up up and down maybe you add like a twisting motion you know of course being safe not getting too crazy with your twists like like don't want to end up in the hospital (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um but yeah just adding in introducing different patterns of movement. And that can really go along, I think, with the vasanas, the habits, patterns, and tendencies, just noticing how you're usually moving. And, you know, I think a lot of us, when we've been masturbating for a while, we know what works, right? Like, we're like, all right, I got 10 minutes, like, let's go this way. I'm going to do, I'm going to fantasize about this. And like, we're off. There we go. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it also can be fun and you can learn so much by switching that up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very easy to like kind of 
as you said, fall into those patterns. But it's like, there's always more room for experimentation and more learning. Totally. Growing. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And bringing, bringing toys in can also be great, like vibrators or dildos or, you know, different, um, whatever, whatever kind of toys you want. I think it's important there to try and be sure that like whatever toys you have are meant to be used in that way. I've definitely heard horror stories of um, people using non-sex toys for sexual things and then having something not go quite right. Maybe having to go to the emergency room. Um, So really being sure that like what you're using is safe. But with that said, that can be a great way to, to kind of switch up your masturbation practice and, you know, bring some mindfulness into like, Ooh, how does this new thing, this toy make me feel? How can I uh, play with this? Yeah. And it can just, you know, be fun. (laughs) It's not so serious. Like we're, you know, masturbation is, it can be really fun. It can help you have a great time. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, what you said about, about making sure that what you're using is meant to be used for that and safe, that just kind of reminds me of like, if you have a vagina, do not put a toothbrush, especially the brush side up into your vagina because that is a one-way ticket to a UTI and um yeah yeah don't don't want that so absolutely yeah (laughs) and then um so just wanted to get that out there because I feel like that's a common thing to talk about like oh like use a toothbrush like no do do not use a toothbrush but yeah and then also you said about it's supposed to be fun like going back to that idea of yeah, like bringing joy and and light into what you're doing rather than getting bogged down by like the the seriousness of it that you can't impose, I right. guess. Right. Yeah. Or like it it can be fun, you know, it could yeah. be fun. Not even that it like should be. And if it isn't always super fun, if maybe there it's playing a different role in your life at, at another moment, like that's great too. There's nothing wrong with that. But like it, it could be, you can start to play with that idea. (laughs) Ah, Yes, definitely. Talking about, you know, all these tips, we also wanted to just briefly talk about some health benefits of masturbation, because as we said before, like it's, especially because of, I guess, Puritan culture in Western society, it's kind of you know, this idea of it being dirty and wrong has kind of like penetrated another pun, our society and our beliefs about it. But there are um, a lot of health benefits that have been, you know, studied and research suggests that these, you know, research and also anecdotal evidence that masturbation can reduce stress and relieve tension and um, enhance sleep quality. So that's great, you know, and and another thing with the whole like releasing fluids as being energy draining in a way that could help you sleep, I guess. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, so enhancing sleep sleep quality and boosting concentration, I guess that might be kind of like 
you know, similar to your experience at the retreat is just kind of, if you're really thinking about it a lot, you know, and you kind of masturbate and kind of get that, that's like a way to kind of get that off of your mind. Maybe that's kind of how I took it, but there could be other, you know, things happening because there are a lot of neurotransmitters um, Mm -hmm. released when you orgasm, you know, there's like dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin and also all these like endorphins and stuff. So there could be other like hormonal changes going on that boost concentration. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah. And and I think having that mind body connection and mm -hmm. being, uh, in tune with your body can help concentration in itself. That's a good point. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, so better concentration, elevating mood, you know, it being a pleasurable experience, releasing endorphins and all these things. And also, you know, the, having that connection and that time to yourself is just like, you know, a little, a little act of love. And so it can, can yeah. be your mood. Um, for people with periods, it can relieve menstrual cramps. Mm, totally. So that's good because uh, menstrual cramps are not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and as far as like tips and, and such, you know, some people might hear that and be like, well, I don't want to masturbate while I'm on my period and like bleeding. That's something you can do in the shower also, mm-hmm. or on a towel or something like that. You can, you know, you, you can set the stage for easy cleanup and, yeah. and just having, not having to worry about that, like additional aspect because that is so true that it is like, orgasming if you're having really strong menstrual cramps like your actual um uterus is like contracting and so it can relieve a lot of that tension and pain so that's a huge one yay yeah I love what you said about you know yeah because when you are orgasming there's all these muscles in your uterus and just that whole area that's contracting and a lot of period pain is muscular pain in your uterus of your uterus you know like yeah and your pelvic tissue yeah shedding um yeah yeah so anyway so that's um a great way of kind of making that tie in and as you said like making that space for it to be you know like easy cleanup not messy also you know you don't have to do anything penetrative in that particular masturbation practice it can all be focused on outer elements um like just clitoral or even like other areas as you said maybe even just touching other areas of your body or you know focusing on like your your inner labia and stuff like that rather than anyway I'm I'm just kind of rambling but it doesn't have to be penetrative and quote-unquote messy that way because maybe you're like oh I don't want to it, it feel like it'd be painful to put something in me right now like you don't have to put anything inside of you at that moment mm-hmm. um yeah so Great. alleviating menstrual cramps also alleviating pain in general um and improving pleasure and in, in sex which we'll kind of talk about more in the next episode heck yeah I guess that's it for this episode, but is there anything else that you want to um, add? Any last statements? No, no pressure either way. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think we we covered this well and I'm excited to talk more about some external factors that can contribute to your masturbation or, um, uh, you know, play a role in your self-exploration in the next episode. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining, Kareem. 
And thank you so much to everyone for listening and joining us. I hope you learned something. And yeah, so as we said, we'll talk more about these external factors in the next episode. But until then, Corrine is, as she said, teaching yoga classes right now. And you can find her on Instagram at unrefined underscore co. And if you don't have Instagram, you can also reach out to her at her email, which I'll link in the description uh, somewhere. But yeah, so these uh, yoga classes are not like, you know, the type of stuff that we've been talking about here. There's no like you know, self-touching or masturbation or anything like that. They're more normal, traditional yoga classes, but they've been really, really nice during, um, you know, having this online community and time set aside to practice yoga and mindfulness and stretching my body when I, you know, spend a lot of time sitting at home and staring at my computer screen. So, Hmm. (laughs) so yeah, definitely would recommend checking those out. Hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 I'm teaching yoga just about every week, uh, over zoom, usually a few times a week. My classes tend to be somewhat gentle or somewhat slower paced. And we focus a lot on, mindfulness, like we've talked about here and and being present and stretching and also like finding and working on the foundations of yoga. So they're totally all level. If you practice yoga a lot, I think you'll, you know, get a lot out of it. And if you've never practiced yoga before, you can still get a lot out of it. And and I try to really keep my classes uh, accessible to all body types and, um, and all people. And the classes are pay what you can, especially during these, you know, strange times. It's been really important for me to keep them again, accessible to anyone. So yeah, if you're at all interested in joining, please reach out and yeah, everybody, everybody's welcome. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank you again. And we'll, See you next time. Stay tuned for part two. And yeah, keep on buzzing. Woo! <laughs>